0: Welcome to the Beantown Podcast, Saturday, December 8th, coming to you live from beautiful Beantown, USA. This is Quinn David Furness. This is my podcast. How's everyone doing? Coming to you live. What's been going on? The holidays are coming up. We sang some great songs last week. It was a whole lot of fun. You can check that out. I am the host with the most of Beantown Podcast, the People's Podcast, one of Baltimore City's top 500 podcasts. Podcast listener discretion is advised when you are listening to the Beantown podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some uh, objectionable language here and there. Number two, this podcast is uh, just objectively terrible, as voted by you, the fans. Don't forget to like, rate, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Swipe right on Tinder. Uh, we are on Twitter at Beantown Cast. You can find us on Facebook. Listen wherever you find your podcasts, whether it's Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, SoundCloud, YouTube. We're now on Spotify. CastBox is still coming. So a lot of different options for you and your friends and your family. Maybe you're sitting around the Christmas dinner table in a couple of weeks, you say, you know what, honey, we haven't listened to a Beantown podcast since yesterday. Let's turn on the new episode. You got a lot of options. You know what those smart TVs now, the Roku and the Geico, you just turn them right on. Beantown podcast streaming live from your TV screen, so you got a whole lot of options. I am very fortunate this week to be joined by a special guest the holidays are coming up. We're right into the thick of December now. So, joining me live from Baltimore, Maryland, Megan Lundgren, our uh, holiday season correspondent. Megan, welcome to the Bean Town Podcast. First timer, how are you feeling today?
1: I'm doing pretty well. Quinn, thanks for asking. It's really great to be here. Um, I'm a huge fan. As you know, I've listened to approximately one quarter of one episode. So,. You know, fangirl moment here. Just excited to be a part of it. Yeah. Megan, what
0: did you have for breakfast this morning?
1: Uh, well, I actually had a friend over uh, for brunch. Oh, we you made-
0: sound like Silence of the Lambs right about now. Oh, fava beans.
1: Yeah, no cannibalism this morning. Um, we had some avocado toast and some uh, what I like to call sausage stars. It's this nice little uh, concoction of sausage, cheese, ranch, and a wonton wrapper. It's very nutritional.
0: Wonton wrapper. I don't even know what that is. You'll have to tell me afterwards. Uh, Megan, thanks for, for coming on and for sharing, us, uh, sharing with us some of your holiday tips and tricks for this season. So let's go ahead. Let's jump right on in. Megan, you will be traveling to the Quad Cities. For holidays this year so tell us which one of the quad cities is your least favorite
1: my least favorite quad city well my initial issue with this question is the fact that um there's a lot of confusion about whether or not there's only four quad cities gets a little bit confusing when you start getting down into the details of the way this area in iowa and illinois is set up but ultimately um, they all suck they're all the worst. There's not really any part of me that, you know, enjoys being in the Quad Cities except the time that I spend with my family. So I guess if I had to choose um, a least favorite, it would be Moline.
0: Mm. Now, how does Moline stack up against East Moline?
1: I, I think that's why it's my least favorite. i um, not really sure where Moline ends and East Moline begins or why, you know, it thought it was a special enough city to have like a sub city. So just kind of irritating in general
0: yeah I think you're right I think those are all fair and valid points if you're ever you know finding yourself in Moline or East Moline what do you suggest for a good bite to eat
1: so um there is a place called Le Mekong downtown Moline Uh,
0: taste of the Mekong
1: taste of the Mekong that's right um it's wonton
0: wrappers served there I heard uh,
1: likely, yes, very likely. Um, there is a uh, gentleman who runs the restaurant called Anthony, very dear old friend of mine, excellent uh, food, excellent service. Um, I was actually reading some Yelp reviews in anticipation of being back home, you know, in a couple weeks, and I noticed that this there was this guy who posted his first review, and his he went listed on and on about how much he loves Le Mekong and then um in his first review decided that he really needed to call out the shitty service, you know, when they had like a party of, I don't know, thirty people. So just thought it was, you know, kind of interesting that he didn't didn't feel the need to post anything previously, despite how much he loved it and that his first review was like a half
0: star. Well, I will say that I think it's fairly common for people to only leave reviews when they have a bad time for instance i go out to the mountains of oregon where my family lives and one time it's my last day i think it's new year's eve and my sister and my brother and my other brother and my brother's girlfriend and i all head to this really uh I don't know, nice bakery of some sort that had received a lot of reviews. I think it was called like El Mekong or something. And we waited probably 45 minutes to an hour. We were totally getting the Seinfeld Chinese restaurant lip service, maybe five, ten minutes. We finally sit down. Everyone else is getting bread and buttered, and their bread's getting buttered. And... We got nothing, and it was just a bad time, so I think you got to watch out, but I will say that those Yelp reviews oftentimes, and yours truly uh, has done this in the past, where you only leave a review if you're having a really bad time. So, I don't know, cut them some slack, you know, sometimes the Mekong just doesn't taste like you want it to taste, but I think we all learned a valuable lesson there. Uh, On this topic of travel, lots of families are going to be traveling for the holidays this month, so what are some of your best tips for getting through TSA?
1: Well, um, I am notorious for showing up to the airport uh, outrageously early. Um, There's a couple reasons for that. One, I am deathly afraid of missing my flight, so I will take all measures to avoid that. But also, I like to get really drunk before I step foot on a plane because I'm really just not, you know, capable of flying sober. But um, as far as getting through, you know, the security lines and interacting with the TSA agents, I think that, you know, my biggest tip is, you know, bringing them a little something, you know, cheer them up, little gift, a brighten cocaine. their day. So, I mean, I wouldn't say something so
0: direct. Maybe for the dog.
1: <laughs> yep
0: <laughs> keep it together sweetie you're doing amazing
1: <laughs> um yeah so no not cocaine but I, I was thinking something a little bit more subtle like um you know baked goods with marijuana in them
0: Ooh. can dogs smell
1: that so i think like you know you you, you start right at the first tsa agent who who scans your id just to make sure you get it out of your hands and into theirs as quickly as possible kind of just walk away, you know, so hand them the bag of treats, tell them there's a little something special in there for them, shoot them a wink, and then just move on as quickly as possible.
0: I think the appropriate motion would be slipping it. You want to slip. And you can't, because we don't have the video feed going, but if you saw my hand motion, it's a slip. A slip is really what we're doing. Seasoned
1: slipper here to my left, for sure. Seasoned
0: slipper. You know, I was just thinking, since we were talking about Santa Claus, uh, one of the common names for Santa Claus is Kris Kringle. Don't you think Kris Kringle would be a good like drug slang maybe for Coke or methamphetamines or something? I do. I like that. Yeah. So, hey, you good. got 50 grams of that Kris Kringle? Yeah. Been watching the wire a little bit too much. Uh, uh, moving on here, that is a good TSA tip. Bring some Kris Kringle to TSA. I like it. Uh, one family who really goofed when they were traveling uh, at the airport was the McAllister's back in the the 1992 Christmas classic, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, uh, now in theaters. Uh, If if John Hurt was still alive today, rest in peace, gone too soon, what would you say to John?
1: You know, I think think John's whole attitude towards his family in general in that movie, you know, is just a little bit upsetting. I mean, I think, you know, it was hard to sort out, you know, who were his children who weren't. The whole dynamic of the family was very confusing. But I think, you know, if I could give him any advice, it would be that you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your family.
0: That sounds like something uh, a friend of the podcast, Matthew Fiedler, would say. He's our resident accountant. And also our uh, lead guitarist. But uh, I think that's good advice. I always, I don't know about you, I always loved Catherine O'Hara in those movies. Didn't quite feel the same vibe with John Heard. Maybe it was the writing, maybe it was the makeup, I'm not sure. Uh, but John, gone too soon, you know. I'm sure he'd, he'd try to do better next time too. Uh, let's, let's transition here. Uh, Megan, you were once in the military, so what was Christmas like in the armed services. Uh, did you guys ever get to record those uh, special seasons greetings for the NFL games that you see, uh, you know, from the soldiers in uh, the Iraq and, and et cetera?
1: So those uh, recorded seasons greetings are, um, I believe, designated only for um, people who were actually maybe in danger
0: um and certainly not you know the dishonorably discharged but if you ever tried to run a half marathon in colorado springs where you went to school i think you'd know that that respiration puts you in some considerable danger no
1: so um again uh for those of you who uh don't know me i did not go to Colorado Springs. I was actually enlisted um, in the Air Force. And, you know, I'll say, Quinn, that even though we didn't get to record um, seasons greetings, we often um, got special packages during this time.
0: With some Kris Kringle in it.
1: Yeah, with some Kris Kringle, yep. We actually... um, while I was in boot camp, we were told that we weren't allowed to receive presents, but um, you know, grandma, grandpa, they send them anyways. Don't really care about the consequences, you know, that it had on me. But um, it was actually a pretty traumatic experience. Uh, someone's family had sent them a ton of candy in this box, and um, we uh, were told we could have it. We could. We were told we could eat as much of it as we wanted. So they set like a timer for ten minutes and. Let us go to town. And the problem with this is that, you know, after like seven weeks of boot camp, your body doesn't know how to process sugar like that anymore. And the other issue with that was that it was a trap that we all fell into. And immediately after we finished eating, we did push-ups until we vomited it all up. So... Somewhat of a war zone, I suppose.
0: Especially, you know, in Colorado Springs with the altitude, that must have been even tougher. Uh, For those of you who don't know, the Air Force located, uh, stationed in Colorado Springs. So, uh, Megan, if we ever go out to Colorado. Now, there's never been a a podcast done from Colorado. It's definitely not the Beantown Podcast. I'm not sure if there's ever been a podcast done. We'd have to do some research on that. But I think you'd make a good Colorado podcast. uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Correspondent alliteration. You see what I did there? Uh, if, you, if you had the opportunity right now, and maybe we'll get something worked out uh, with the National Football League for their Christmas games coming up in a little bit, you got season's greetings. Just pretend I'm here with the camera. I'll be Joe Buck. And now to turn it over to our troops in Colorado Springs, that's you. I'm, if you could see on the video, I'm pointing. We're pointing. So, what's your message for for the NFL players out there?
1: Yeah, just you know, Merry Merry Christmas, and and keep in mind that um, the one and only Air Force base in the entire planet is here in Colorado Springs, um, and so yeah, no no other troops anywhere in the world. So
0: until Space Force finally takes off, yeah, been yep. waiting for that for a long time. All right, very good. Let's uh, let's move on here. So we talked about holiday travel a little bit. Let's let's change our tune a little bit to talk about holiday gifts. Always a, a big moment in the month of December. So uh, as, you know, the FedEx guys are ramping up and the UPSs of the world. Quick side story. When I was a sophomore in college, I went down to the UPS uh, shipping place uh, down off of Roosevelt Boulevard in Chicago to audition for a seasonable, uh, a seasonable job, if you will. And... <laughs> I check in, and I'm you know there's like 40 people there waiting for an interview, and it's a shoe in type of job because they'll take anybody. And as I'm sitting there, literally I had to travel like 45 minutes from my apartment to get there. I got cold feet, and I said, you know what, I'm just gonna keep my uh, regular housing job. I walked right out of the hot you know trailer where everybody was sitting, didn't say a word, and I never worked for UPS after that. So, yeah. Holiday gifts. Megan, what's the best holiday gift you've ever received? Was it morning sex? And if not, please describe what it was.
1: I welcome most of my... Please
0: be specific. Okay.
1: I'm going to do my best here. Um, most of my Christmas mornings were spent with family, so talking about morning sex, I think that gets a little bit weird. And no, but awesome. when you're in the Air Force and don't ask, don't tell, and yeah, you
0: know how it goes...
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, um, I've spent many mornings not in the Air Force also and not, you know, under the rules of don't ask, don't tell. And I, I still don't think that that's, you know, anything that I would partake in. But um, also, too, you know, being being married for a decent chunk of my life. Uh
0: Ooh. tell us more.
1: Well, I mean, I think as as, you know, most know, the romance kind of goes out the window literally, you know, the morning after and... Then it's just an uphill battle. So you know, sex was a little bit of an elusive thing back then. So morning sex, especially on Christmas Day. I mean, there's there's a lot to do. You know, you got to so prep no the was, turkey. No one
0: was sneaking down your chimney, if you will.
1: No, it wasn't wasn't quite as uh, exciting as as some of the Christmas songs. You didn't paint. leave
0: any milk and cookies downtown for Santa.
1: You know, I always wondered. Um, you know, who actually was responsible for, uh, for eating the cookies and drinking oh, the milk.
0: Apparently not your <laughs> husband. Whoa, oh.
1: Yeah. I guess he wondered more than I did then, mm. but you know, best, uh, best Christmas present, best Christmas gift, um, I ever received. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I mean, I guess, um, my, uh, My notification of absolute divorce that I received, you know, about this time of year, three years ago. An
0: annual tradition.
1: It is something to be celebrated.
0: Very good. Very good. That's a good gift. You know, that sense of freedom, like an Aretha Franklin song.
1: Yes, freedom and loneliness and insecurity and fear of the future but yeah. uh
0: Now Megan will be singing a song a little bit later but before we get to that, uh, Megan you're a big tech person always on the front lines of innovation. Uh, You got a smartphone, you own a car, you really got the big two as they say and that's not your poop that you have to have later. Uh, Megan what are some tech gadgets you got your eye on this holiday season? Go.
1: Tech gadgets. Um. You know, uh, uh, speaking of cars and enhancements to cars that you can do, um, I'm really excited about um, getting my brakes replaced. I've had my car for about three and a half years, and I think I'm probably at least a couple years overdue. I'm not exactly sure how often that happens, but it seems like a pretty big luxury to have uh, functioning brakes. So that's definitely at the top of the list. How
0: do you break your car right now? yo? <laughs> open the car doors or drive driving and stick down a metal spike or something? Yeah, it's just like a lot of shaking and uncertainty about
1: whether the car is actually going to stop, but we're not quite to that point yet.
0: Okay, okay. What else, tech gadgets-wise?
1: You know, I'm, I'm, I've am I'm really been looking forward to uh, getting some of those, uh, those ear pods, those Apple ear pods. I know you expressed some frustration with how well those fit in your ear, but they just They just fit like a glove in
0: mine. I'm really excited to... Ear gloves. Ear gloves. That could be a good new product. I'm going to write that down. You keep talking. I think that's earmuffs. Well, but, you know, conform to every ear. You ever see that movie with uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, the... What is it? it came out last year, The Tailor's Apprentice. It was called something like that. Uh, the, the Phantom Thread is the movie we were going for. What if instead of making beautiful dresses for British women, he made ear gloves for dishonorable dischargees?
1: Sounds great. Sounds uh, lucrative. Hmm
0: ludicrous we could get him on the podcast that'd be good uh we've got one more thing to do here before uh we kind of get to halftime uh megan maybe wants to record another message for the troops and a little halftime uh show if you will but megan i'm going to list two gifts and you just answer as fast as you can rapid fire which one you'd rather wake up to on christmas morning you ready i'm ready all right $20 in bitcoins or $200 in green beans? Green beans. All expenses paid trip to Cleveland for a week in January or an all expenses paid trip to Cleveland for a week in February? February. Nathan Fillion or Haley Duff?
1: I don't know who Nathan Fillion is. Uh, Last
0: one, Scarlet Fever or Scarlett Johansson with leprosy? Scarlett Johansson with leprosy. Very good. All right. We have a little bit of halftime action going on here. First, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors, and then we've got uh, one other quick little anecdote to share that I think is going to be a lot of fun. So here we go, Home Bright Oregon. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, there's good news. Home Pride Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider with inspection services including things like heating and cooling, roofing, plumbing, and so much more. Home Pride Oregon is both contractor-certified and home inspection-certified, so you know you're getting the good stuff. If you're tired of big real estate stranglehold on the home inspection market and you want a safe, certified home inspector you can trust, call Steve at 541-207-1101 or visit HomePrideOregon.com. That's 541-207-1101 or visit HomePrideOregon.com. Home Pride Organ, inspection perfection. I want to give a shout out to the Samson Q2U series for this crisp, beautiful audio quality. We got two going. Rapid fire right now, sounding absolutely beautiful, working like a charm. Did some tests earlier. Megan's socks were just about blown off. Uh, Megan, you have any uh, words you want to? Just kinda like maybe long syllable multisyllabic words that would sound really good on a live podcast that you just wanna throw out live on the air. I've got one. Gentrification. I'll repeat it for the listeners at home. Gentrification. What about you, Megan? You got anything? I'm struggling with big words at the moment, Quinn, I'm sorry. Multisyllabic. Multisyllabic. Kind of sounds like multi Slavic. It's like Christmas in uh, Slovenia or something. Do they celebrate Christmas in Slovenia? I don't know. We'll have to do some research. You got any words over there? Popojito. Say, come again. Popojito. Now, for the listeners at home who haven't seen Ratatouille, explain.
1: Actually, I'm not sure that that's from Ratatouille. I'm, I think it, it actually might be from
0: the Santa Claus. With Tim Allen.
1: With Tim Allen. Yeah.
0: Now, which one of the, this wasn't a planned question here, and we're going to get back to our routine in a little bit here, but Sant, the Santa Claus 1, the Santa Claus 2, the Santa Claus 3 starring Martin Short, which one do you like?
1: I mean, no one likes a sequel, Quinn.
0: Is that a reference to every Beantown podcast episode that's happened since our first one? Yes. The low blow holiday correspondent, Megan. Uh, I've got one quick story here that I wanted to tell on the podcast, and we're going to get to our last round of questioning here. Um, so I'm getting my mail earlier this week, and, you know, I, I'm not the type of person who gets my mail every day. It's more like a once-every-other-week type of situation. So I'm sorting through the bills. You know, you haven't paid this, you haven't paid that, Obamacare, all that good stuff. And I come across this interesting one from Spirit Airlines. Now, if anybody doesn't know Spirit Airlines, uh, we've been trying to get them as a sponsor on the podcast for a little bit now, but their advertising budget is not too high. Unfortunately, it doesn't uh, go as high as their planes fly. But I get a letter from Spirit Airlines and it's telling talking to me, me about some sort of sky mile pointage system and immediately I'm thinking, you know, high in the air, Colorado Springs, did Megan do something wrong? What's going on? I open the letter, turns out that it's some sort of magazine subscription service that translates to my Spirit Airlines points. Don't ask me how it works. I couldn't tell you. But as I'm reading through this letter and checking out the website online, I learned that my spirit mile pointages are about to expire in like literally five days. And so I'm thinking, okay, can I buy a flight with this? Cabo San Lucas, Utah, Provo, West Virginia, where can I fly? And I go do my research on spirit.com and I find out my points are not even enough for like a round trip flight from BWI to Reagan. So. <laughs> We're having some laughs. This is all a true story, by the way. So I I read the letter more closely, and going back to this whole magazine subscription deal, I realized that I have all these free points from who knows where, but I can't use them for anything other than getting a magazine subscription. So I opened the list... Uh, you know of the the magazines that i 'm qualified for, the ones that I have enough points for, and I was looking for something really cool. You know I already get uh, the Victoria's Secret coupons uh, quarterly, but i don 't get the magazines i 'm thinking maybe there 's you know playboy Victoria's Secret, something in there j c Penny that I could get, but nothing along those lines so next i 'm thinking, okay, maybe golf digest something to help me with my my short game. Too many points, of course. Can't let the common man play golf. So what did I settle on? Well, everyone knows that in my apartment, I don't have a couch or a TV, but I got the TV Guide subscription for one year. So look be on the lookout in the future on future Beantown Podcast episodes. If you're looking for something to watch this next week, I've got the TV guide ready to go at home. We'll be going through some different shows, and I'll be giving you some recommendations. So no, I don't own a TV. No, I don't have cable, but I do have a TV guide. So if you're looking for your go-to TV person, we don't even need a TV correspondent now because we've got Quinn David Furness himself. Uh, Megan, your thoughts on that? As a TV owner, by the way.
1: I have a couple TVs, actually, Quinn living in luxury over here on mm-hmm. north charles but yeah i think that uh you know magazine subscriptions i mean have a friend who uh wanted to know what she could do if um we ever went to iowa together you know quad Cities, checking it out and i literally couldn't list a single thing for her and so she taste of the mekong though yeah, true. Taste of the Mekong, which would take about 45 minutes of our entire trip. So we had a little bit, a little bit of time to fill in there. So she uh, took it upon herself to start Googling, you know, things that you can do in the Midwest and actually went as far as to subscribe to the uh, Midwestern Living magazine. So now she knows more about my hometown than than I do.
0: Well, you could always bop across the river and take a, a tour of Augustana.
1: Yeah, you know, um, Augustana is actually where my father went to college, right before Palmer.
0: Legacy, nice. That's how you got this far in life. I like it. Uh, let's let's get back in here, uh, Megan. Uh, you practice Buddhism, and there isn't really a word for Christmas in Buddhist. Uh, so, in a cage match, death match style between Siddhartha Gautama and Jesus of Nazareth, who are you taking?
1: You know, it pains me to say this, but I think I'm going to have to go with Jesus on this one. Scrappy fighter, I like it. Yeah, all those parlor tricks, you know. I mean, just—I mean, I just—I just, I just don't—I uh, just don't see uh, Shaky Mooney as having
0: really a really a chance in that. You know, I have a first cousin once removed who. I don't know his exact name, but it's something like Shaka Mooney, although I've called him Tsunami in the past. They were doing something with Hungry Hungry Caterpillar, but I felt that was uh, too multi-syllabic to say. Uh, But I like your pick of Jesus Christ out in Nazareth. Little unassuming, probably about 5'8", brown-skinned, long hair, looks kind of homeless, but you're thinking, first thing you notice, he walks in, he's got a posse, 12 disciples ready to go. He's multiplying fish, bread, he's turning water into wine, he's solving Scarlett Johansson's leprosy case. I just don't know if enlightenment's going to be enough for the big guy out in Nepal. You feel me?
1: Agreed. Really, really, uh,
0: really at a disadvantage with that one. And then, you know, at the after party, he's, I think we already mentioned the the water and the the wine stuff, but, yeah. I like your take on that. That's a good take. Uh, Our last topic here is all about holiday cooking so uh megan many families are going to be cooking up a storm for their family feast this holiday season but there's another group of people uh, that are going to be cooking up a whole different type of storm this holiday season methamphetamine production is a primary source of income i can't get through this for many american families would you ever try meth and if not what's one other hard drug you would consider trying this holiday season
1: um no hesitation on this one i would wouldn't not really consider trying meth um and you know my uh hard drug using days are are far behind me uh, just to answer the question you're gonna have to repeat the direct question again no i wouldn't do meth and if i was going to try one hard drug um you know when i just i just can't get on board with that however Um, being on a plane and being around my family, I
0: am sure to pop a couple Xanax. Mine would be Kris Kringle. Uh, Growing up, what was a Christmas dinner typically like for your family? White, Republican, (laughs) really like the white meat on the the turkey.
1: Pretty white, pretty Republican. Um, Surprised I made it out alive. But, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, depends on uh what night and which family but um we had Uh, your
0: family sorry so yeah no
1: i understand so uh you know i mean i my parents aren't together so i have a couple different sides of the
0: (laughs) we're dropping bombs on the podcast (laughs) expand on that
1: couple different um couple different family christmases you know christmas eve spent with mom's side christmas day spent with
0: dad's side reminds me of the santa claus too when uh, uh, Tim Allen gets divorced.
1: Yeah, exactly. They made it work, and so did we. Um, So, you know, we had more of a traditional Swedish uh, smorgasbord on Christmas Day on my dad's side of the family, some meatballs, you know, that kind of thing. My mom's, we usually did, like, chili and frozen pizza.
0: You know, while we're on the topic of TV shows starring Tim Allen, uh, I was at the urgent care this last Monday. You okay over there? Keep it together. I'm, I'm, I, I don't, this is the last I want to hear about your urgent care experience. Oh, well, it's okay. Cause on Wednesday I went to my primary care. We can tell that story next, but Monday. Who didn't know much more than. Monday I'm at the urgent care. And first thing I'll say, it's not very urgent. Cause I was there for four hours, <laughs> but, 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 uh, so I'm sitting there, you know, playing Angry Birds on my iPad, yada, yada, yada. But of course, the TV in the waiting room was on super loud. And when I was there two uh, when I was there two weeks ago, it was Judge Judy, which I was totally on board with. Big, big fan of the Jude. Um, but this time, it was on the Hallmark channel, and there's this uh, Hallmark holiday movie um, all about Christmas Eve. A fun little play in words there, starring Haley Duff, who we actually asked about in the rapid fire question. Uh, the movie itself was pretty terrible, but. Every time there'd be a commercial break, they would be advertising this other Hallmark holiday movie starring Patricia Richardson, who, of course, starred as Jill Taylor in Home Improvement, starring Tim Allen, Zachary, Ty Bryan, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and uh, uh, Taryn Noah something. Really so, grasping for uh, connections here. And on Richard this one Karn point. and uh, the guy who played Wilson, rest in peace. Uh, but finish your st- – uh, what were you saying about Christmas dinner? I'd
1: like you to continue down this Tim Allen rabbit hole, actually.
0: Oh, no, I got nothing left for you. We talked about Santa Claus 1, 2, and 3. We talked about tool time. The other one I didn't mention is Zoom, uh, which stars Abigail Breslin's younger brother. Uh, but it's a pretty good, uh, no, it's actually pretty terrible from what I heard. But yeah. yeah. All right, we're almost up, uh, done here. Uh, I like the word cook. Because while it's not technically a palindrome, it sounds like it should be one. Uh, Megan, what are some of your favorite palindromes this holiday season?
1: Oh. Just
0: thinking long and hard about this one, just like waking up on Christmas morning. Uh. (laughs) Except not in Megan's case, as we learned earlier.
1: You know, I don't know that I know any palindromes, especially none that are specific to the Christmas season. Kind of put me on the spot here
0: not really a literary type palindromes aren't literary what are they it's english english yeah not not really my strong suit about a man a canal a plan panama are those palindromes no the whole thing together is that's intense what about do geese see god
1: so it doesn't have to be a real, uh, like a real thing. You can just put together
0: whatever you want and call what it a mean? palindrome. Do geese see God? That's a question. What was the first one? A man, a plan, a canal, Panama. I'm not. I'm not really it's following. It's a list. You don't. Okay, oh. so for those of us who don't know, the Panama Canal, completed in 1908, under the supervision of our President Theodore Roosevelt. Connecting the Gulf of Mexico to the Pacific Ocean. Huge uh, breakthrough in just global trade, I would say. Um, A man, a plan, a canal, Panama. While we were given that history lesson, did did you come up with any good palindromes? No. Oh, boy. Are you sure?
1: How about uh, Hannah?
0: You know, I dated a couple Hannahs uh, in my life, but they spell their names differently. But the most common way, H A N N A H, that's a good palindrome. All right, I like it. I feel like we're doing the uh, the script spelling bee right now. Um, yeah, that's good stuff. I'm actually doing some Google searching to find some other cool palindromes. Uh, while I'm doing that, Megan, you want to vamp a little bit, maybe tell us, uh, practice some of your stand-up or something.
1: Actually, I did want to bring up, uh, I know you were talking about Jesus and his disciples earlier, and um, saw this really great tweet that I feel like needs a little bit of recognition on that subject. All right. So um, it's it, it's uh, Jesus, uh, drunk at the Last Supper, waving a baguette wildly, saying... You want a piece of me?
0: Now, for those of us who don't know, Jesus has often been described as his body being bread and his blood being wine, which I always thought kind of harkened back to the whole Silence of the Lambs cannibalistic thing. But, you know, for some of those hardcore Christians out there, their Joel Osteens and your Megan Lundgren's other worlds, it works for them. So, I don't know. I wouldn't want to eat my Savior um, if I were you, but, you know... That's what they say. I found a really, good, uh, uh, a really good palindrome. Doc, note I dissent. A fast never prevents a fatness. I diet on cod.
1: I'm just really unimpressed with the whole palindrome thing in general. I'm
0: sorry. I'm, just not, I'm not getting on board. We got one last question for you, Megan. Do you believe in God? No. Worst holiday correspondent ever doesn't even know the reason for the season all right megan i know you wanted to close us out with a song so now singing 21 guns by green day holiday correspondent megan everyone let's give it up
1: thanks quinn um so on a list of things for you to educate me on after this podcast ends uh are you taking notes palindromes the panama (laughs) canal excuse me was it green day i don't
0: yeah yeah 21 guns by green day yeah i'm sorry i'm what if i give you the the words maybe you could do spoken word
1: i can i can do my best
0: here we go green day 21 guns
1: do you know what's worth fighting for when it's not worth dying for does it take your breath away and you feel yourself suffocating does it? No, I can't even. No, I'm sorry. This is terrible.
0: I, 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 I could give it a shot. Oh, please, yeah. All right. Now singing "21 Guns" by Green Day. It's Quinn David Furness, host of the Beantown Podcast. We're going to do this. Then we'll uh, got a couple things to wrap up with, and uh, we'll finish up. But I do want to thank Megan uh, for coming on the podcast. Our holiday correspondent, Megan. You got anything you want to plug while you're here? No, I don't think okay. so. Thanks again. Thanks for listening. Do you know what's worth fighting for when it's not worth dying for? Does it take your breath away and you feel yourself suffocating? Does the pain weigh out the pride And you look for a place to hide Did someone break your heart inside your rooms? 121 guns Lay down your arms Give up the fight 121 guns Throw up your arms into the sky, you and I. I want to remind everyone again that any time, complaints, comments, concerns, <laughs> you can reach out to us, BeantownPodcast at Yahoo.com. That's Beantown, B-E-A-N-T, or the podcast at Yahoo.com. We're on Twitter at Cast. You can find us on Facebook if you liked what you heard, if you want to get in touch with Megan, leave us a little note. YouTube, Stitcher, Player FM, wherever you're listening, you know the places. We already went through it. Uh, rate us, share us with your friends. Reminder that we are the Beantown Podcast, and we are a podcast by the people for the people. Don't forget to use the hashtag Friends of the Podcast when you're listening live. We are going to be coming to you live from the Big Apple, New York City, Next weekend, joined by my brother Jack, my brother Walt, both have been on the podcast before. It's going to be a good time. Uh, so thanks again to uh, our guest, holiday correspondent Megan, uh, some really good tips and stuff uh, and some other, you know, stories that we didn't really ask for, but <laughs> appreciate it anyways. If you ever find yourself out in Moline, don't forget to check out Taste of El Mekong and... Uh, Yeah, if you're ever in Colorado Springs, check out the Air Force Academy. They've got a a wanted poster of Megan plastered across the Academy. So thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll come to you live next week with some more good holiday treats live from New York City. Okay, this has been Quinn Davis Furnace joined by Megan. Everyone, to all uh, good night and to all uh, uh, good night.